0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob, the heartbeat of the mid of Valley. I'm your host, Bob Mercer, and with me, as always, in the big city of Town Circle, my best friend in the whole wide world and co-host, Mr. Rick Sawyer.
1: Good evening, sir. Good evening, Bob. Good evening, everybody. What's, what's happening? It's too hot for happening. Everybody's stand inside with the air conditioner on. Oh, that's what we
0: did, by golly. I came home and I said, woman. She said, yeah, go turn the air conditioner on. So you know how that went. So anyway, welcome to the Bobcast. As always, we look for everything that's positive in the Middle Ohio Valley. We try to have people on that uh, are making a difference in the communities in the Middle Ohio Valley and who are a part of different agencies. And for the last three weeks, those of you who followed us, we've been having people on from the ARC. We've had sheltered Workshop. We've had the Circles campaign, and these are just agencies that are out there to help people. So, you know, with us tonight, and we'll get into them here in a minute, but with us tonight is two names that are synonymous with law enforcement in the Middle ohio Valley. Uh, we have with us Chief Mike Chief Mike Piper from the city of Vienna and Chief Sean Graham from the city of Williamstown. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for being here, man. I'm telling you what, we appreciate it. So, what we're gonna do first, it's pet of the week. We're gonna just kind of do like we did last week. The the Humane Society really needs people to adopt some pets. They're like full. Um, become become you know go adopt or become a foster parent to cats, dogs, whatever you want to do. If you can't do that, go help them. Don't go become a volunteer and you know they they need food cat food dog food they need cat litter they need blankets they need towels they need you name it they need it for these animals and they're really really covered up down there and they get more and this is the time of the year where they get really busy so um, just if you can get down there and help just a few things on the calendar mark your calendar we have the arch bridge course every thursday evening through august Go down and watch some good music, free of charge, and be there with your friends, hang out. And anything that we say tonight, will any of the events will be on the bobcast? We post on the calendar page, the webcast bobcast.net calendar, and the notes section of our YouTube channel. So, Parkersburg um, and City Vien- cities Parkersburg and Vienna City Council both meet every other Tuesday night and Vienna Thursday night, So, They are open to the public. Chief Graham, you you guys are when? Third
2: Tuesday of each month.
0: Third Tuesday of each month, open to the public.
2: First and third Tuesday of each month.
0: First and third. Okay, thank you. The best way to stay aware of what's happening in your city is to go down there, go to your council meetings, talk to your elected officials, let them know what you feel about different things, and go from there. Um, Last week, we were telling you that the Shelter Workshop Job Fair is going to be July 28th, which is in about four days. At the Mary Street Facility, Vendors and Prospective Employers session is 9 till noon, and from noon till 2, it's open to the public. Also, as we reported before, Wood County Technical Center Practical Nursing Program is offering free tuition for all West Virginia residents, and they will be doing pre-entrance testing until the end of July, and if you want to interested in becoming an LPN, call 304-420-9501. Couple things on volunteerism. Parkersburg Homecoming is August 19th and 20th. Get down and enjoy that. And right now they're in the process of accepting and organizing volunteers for the 2023 season. The Ark of the Middle Ohio Valley Shelter Workshop Circles campaign of the Middle Ohio Valley are always looking for qualified volunteers to help them out. And for more information, go to our volunteer page at thebobcast.net. Also, we have the um, homecoming rubber ducky derby buy your tickets now and go to some of their fundraisers help them help them stay in business and continue to bring the homecoming to parkersburg every year like they have been so pretty much that's it for the calendar like i said with us tonight's chief sean graham williamstown police department chief mike piper of the vienna police department and these guys are going to talk to us a little bit about what they do in their city. We're going to have them introduce themselves, how long they've been in law enforcement, and then we'll go from there. Chief Graham, if you'd like to go first, sir, if you'd introduce sure.
2: yourself. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> well, I am a in my 34th year of law enforcement. I started with the Wood County Sheriff's Office when I was 19 years old, and that's where I spent the bulk of my career, uh, 26 years. Um I was able to rise up to the ranks to to where uh, I'd retched lieutenant and then was appointed chief deputy. And um, later on, I ended up retiring as deputy sheriff, going to Williamstown as the chief and uh, started a kind of a second career in the same field. But very uh, pleased with uh, both of those departments. I've I've had a very blessed career with two uh, really fine organizations.
0: Chief Pfeiffer, yourself, sir? Well, I started
2: being
3: a PD in 1998, graduated West Liberty, uh, before that criminal justice. Um, I got to spend time on road patrol. I was a DARE officer, uh, detective, went, uh, ultimately went into the drug task force for several years. Uh, got promoted to uh, Sergeant after that ended up going back to the drug task force for a little while. Uh, then came back to the road and, uh, Got uh, put on as the chief here, so been here and twenty I, over twenty-four years.
0: And how long you been chief, Mike?
3: Uh,
2: since January 17, so just over five, five and a half. And, and Sean, you've been what? At, how many? At years? Williamstown, um, I'll be eight years next month. Really? Yeah, I know. Wow, yeah. <laughs> time flies. I didn't think it was that long.
0: Yeah, eight, eight years in August. Holy smokes. And I know you know you, you've been around a while. Mike's been around a while, of course. Everybody up in Vienna knows the Pipers, you know Mike and Rob. And <sighs> Mike once told me that uh, that there was a uh, ordinance in the city of Vienna that two Mercers weren't allowed in the same in the city at the <laughs> same time. He was talking to Danny Goodwin about it. We were doing my brothers and I were doing something GoMart, I think, for sir or something like that. We were doing. Danny Goodwood came over and was talking to us. Then Mike pulled up and he goes, "Wasn't there an ordinance that we passed that two Mercer's aren't allowed in the same bill, or area?" And I said, "Well, yeah,
2: understandable." We
0: had to give him a break Oh like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, so anyway, we're just going to kind of talk about, you know, uh, if you guys can just, you know, what you're seeing changing in law enforcement and what your plans are for the for your you know for the future or what you would like to see happen. <laughs> in your cities, you know, I know, Sean, you're right on the, um, you're right on the uh, border with Ohio. So you get a lot of that up there. And of course, Mike, he's right there in the city of Vienna. where just just, it, it's growing like with leaps and bounds. I mean, it's like crazy up there. And uh, me being dispatch, I know I've been dispatched for him for, oh my God, for 16 and a half years anyway. And it just seems like that, that there's just a lot going on, just about everywhere. So, you know, um, I guess Chief Pfeiffer, you could take take off with you know what you see changing, as far as law enforcement, what you would see, what you would like to see happen, and what your what your vision is for like your city. If you sure, would say. well,
3: the first thing I think, and I'm sure it's going to be a topic, whether it's now or here in a little bit, is uh, police recruiting and retention. So that is a huge thing right now. And we're not, we're not, uh, any place special. It's going on all over the country. Chief Graham's experiencing it, Parkersburg PD, Wood County, uh, West Virginia state police and, and beyond. So, uh, it's, it's becomes more difficult because you're doing more with less and, and people wise just to start off. And when you start doing more with less, um, it, you know, just gets thin at times and it's sometimes, uh. It's our job, you know, to keep uh, a professional police service for the public. You know they're not, they don't really get to experience that. And that's our job is to make sure that, that that service is uninterrupted to public to keep them safe. So as we work through this, and I don't know where it's going to go, we're going to have to get uh, creative, uh, We're gonna have to get innovative, and do some things different to to survive as far as uh keeping personnel and recruiting new personnel so uh that's one thing um you know we are we continually here especially in the middle high valley everybody um we're not battling homeless but it's just more prevalent uh we're trying to figure out uh, exactly where that fits within law enforcement Us trying to um, Get services, I guess, for lack of better words, to them, and that falls right on our police. Um, you know, Parkersburg police. They do have a homeless coordinator. Sean and I, uh, you know, our police officers are doing that. Um, so uh, that's kind of not not new, but it, within the past few years, that's a that's a thing. Um, and of course, we're we we fight we still fight drugs. We have a we have oh, yeah. a methamphetamine problem for sure. Uh, Our opiates, you know, heroin's moved to fentanyl and uh, synthetic fentanyl and, and analogs and all this other stuff. So that's the changes we're seeing. And and I'm sure Sean will tell you the same thing is, is that when you combine all those things, people, people at times seem more desperate and the desperation, you know, brings on crime.
0: Right. Exactly. You've had a lot of experience, though. Um, retire in the last what two two years?
3: Yeah, we've we've had several several retire, yeah. um, and and you know retirement's one of those things in, in the police field. You you know it starts getting uh, starts getting serious when they can retire. You don't know that you know that everybody projects when they're going to retire, but when they can. And I've got I've got a few now that can, and uh, man, I really want to keep those. Here, uh, police experience is not something that you want to get rid of. That is very, very valuable. Well, way more valuable than what they get paid for. You don't want that experience walking out the door in any job, but exactly. especially in, in, as a first responder,
0: you want to keep that. You know, you know what's good about it though, is uh, Chief, is that um, you guys, you guys have a lot of great people up there. We, I mean, we you do. have a lot of great officers that have. Slid right in and said, You know, here I am taking charge. And they, you know, they, I know they're like, you know, the last few days we've run them ragged yeah. and, you know, they just keep right on trucking. And, you know, I, I know they're tired, you know, just like everybody else is. But man, them guys, them guys are unbelievable. And wow. that's a good thing. That's a good thing about it is you get these, you know, you guys get good people up there. Parkersburg's the same way and the county's the same way. And I'm sure, I know Sean's got some really good people up there he's got some experience up there and at least you know but um anyway chief graham if you would sir if you would just tell us you know what's going on with you guys and um
2: you know uh, i'm going to echo a lot of of chief pifer's comments so um the, the drug issue is everywhere there's you know not a city that doesn't have a drug problem um the methamphetamine and the opiates like you know the chief said um It's just so bad uh, and and so widespread. You know, um, I do see some things that uh, I think are positive. Like, um, unfortunately, we we all respond to overdoses regularly. But now um, something that started probably in the last year, the last year that I recall uh, is the first I remember, is employees from Westbrook. Um, I think they work directly with the homeless coordinator in Parkersburg, you know, pretty regular. Uh, but they're showing up at these houses that had overdoses trying to get the person that, you know, uh, did OD to, to get into treatment. Um, I think that's a big new improvement on on uh, some follow up that's necessary. Um, there's just such an overwhelming problem. And, and with with police departments all being shorthanded, we've got to find creative ways of combating this. Um, we're working on some things last week. Chief for myself, and, and some other department heads signed a mutual aid agreement where we're going to be doing some more drug work together, um, you know, countywide. And, and that's just on top of our drug task force and our patrol guys that are out there doing the job. Um, but we now more than ever have to work as a team because every single department's short. Um, and the problems certainly aren't getting better. Um, no doubt. But, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, I got to work with chief Pfeiffer at the drug task force. And and of course, Rick Woodyard worked at the task force for, I think a decade. Um, So we've got some department heads that, that worked in that unit and all these guys that are leaving departments, chief board, you know, they have experience in the drug unit. Um, I think it's something we're all focusing on and, and uh, something new. You were asking about something new. We might see, I saw something new this weekend. Um, We all see homeless people or people that are, Outholding signs. Um, I saw this weekend a family that uh, saying they were refugees and needed money so that I'm afraid that's going to be something we're going to see more of given the state of the world.
0: Yeah. Well, next week, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but next weekend at the uh, Rock Church is going to be. Rural Community Opioid Response Program. Um, we're going to be talking to um, a guy next week. I don't know if you guys know Reed Byers, um, but we're going to, um, he's going to be on next week talking about the uh, rural community opioid response program. And that's going to be, I believe, August 4th at The Rock. Um, I'm going to try to be there. I'm off that day. So I'm going to, I'm going to go just because not only is my position is dispatch, but for city council type thing. And I think it would be an interesting, and Sarah Barton, Sarah Barton is going to be the, the uh, speaker. So that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting um, program, I believe. So, but you know, you're, you being on the city of Ohio, you know, you, you got it from both ends. I mean, you get it coming across the bridges and you get it, you know, and eventually it funnels its way on down the interstate or down route 14 towards Chief Pipers, you know. You just guys just see it everywhere and it's it's really getting it's really getting some <laughs> you know, people talk about it quite a lot when we when we talk to people, that's one thing that people mentioned about, you know, our area and it, for some reason they think it's one of them things that is just for us and it's not. It's all over the place. It's just that we're smaller than most places and it's more noticeable, I guess. So but Watching yeah, it. you know back to the with, with, I'm
3: sorry. What you're talking about, too, with with all that, with the trafficking and whatnot, what you were saying through either through Williamstown or coming through the interstate and and we're, you know, we do have a drug problem here. We're not we're not immune to that. These departments here, uh, here in the Middle High Valley, every one of them communicate very well. We share intelligence um, and, and we do stuff together. And that's part that we're blessed here. We really are. Uh, there's no huge egos here. Um, everybody works together so well and shares information. And it's not about getting the glory. It's about doing it to 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 keep people safe um, and keep our community safe. And, and I tell you what, we're blessed here. So whether it does come in up there in Williamstown or you know on Route 50 or 77 or through the, over the bridges, it doesn't matter. Um, you know we're we're going to keep be vigilant and uh keep watching for that stuff and we share info to get them.
0: that's good because i know you guys are all friends you know you guys all know each other throughout the law enforcement community and uh, we were talking the other day on here we were talking about the back the blue rally and how much the community showed up to show you guys and your officers how much we respect and appreciate what you do that came on the heels of the uh defund the police movement and all that good stuff that just absolutely infuriated a lot of people because, you know, I don't know about the big cities, but our officers here and and those who know me, and I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again a million times, we have some of the finest officers in the country right here, bar none, and that is no kidding. So, but, you know, um, we're, let's talk about a little bit about retention and trying to hire people I know Rick and Rick and Matt and all of us talked about it. And it used to be the time that, you know, I was talking to a lady the other day. She's a nurse. And it used to be the, the women wanted to be nurses. The men wanted to be firemen or policemen. Are you guys seeing a change in that trend? Because, I, I mean, you know, I know Parkersburg takes the test. And there used to be a hundreds, a <laughs> hundred people. Or, you know, now they're, you know, and I don't know about you guys because I'm really not sure. But, we... Uh, we, uh, you know, when I tested forever ago, uh, we tested
2: at the Parkinsburg High School Auditorium mm-hmm. because we needed a big enough room for that. It was between 150, 200 people. And right. now, I mean, th- there have been tests for these local departments where they got a handful of people, um, literally a handful, five, ten. And that's not abnormal now. And, you know, we know it's everywhere. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, people watch the news. They see how vilified the police have been by, you know, the mainstream media and, and a lot of, a lot you know, every time there's a least bit of a controversial shooting, there's someone that's trying to make, you know, political TV points. Exactly. Um, but it's, you know, people are saying, why would I want to be a police officer? Why would I want to do that? But it's still a, a profession. If I had to do it over again, I'd still do it again. Um, you know, it's just a, uh, a real team kind of atmosphere or it can be, it's not always that way, but you know, pretty much I've had some pretty good luck with that in in the places I've worked, but there's a camaraderie, you know, much more so when I started than there is now, but it's a brotherhood that's worth saving and we all need it. Um, I absolutely see an uptick in female officers. And I think that's great. Um, Having a female, you know, accessible on a regular basis, you know, it's good to have. We have, you know, male and female suspects every day. Right. So um, female officers can, you know, some relate better to children. Um, you know, uh, there's definitely a role for women in law enforcement that um, early, earlier years was underutilized. And uh, I'm really glad that we've made progress on that.
0: Chief Pfeiffer, you just hired a new female, didn't you, recently?
3: Yeah, we did. Officer uh, Shea Benoit. Um She's uh, pre-academy. She's uh, not going to the academy yet, but we did hire a new female officer, and we're happy to
0: have her. She did real well. Well, she she called yesterday. Is the way I know this, she called yesterday, and she asked us to do something. I can't remember exactly what she, but I, she said, "This is Officer Shea uh, Benoit. Vanoy, with Vienna Police Department." I went okay, <laughs> and. She said, "You know, ask us. If we do." I said, "Absolutely." Then we, whatever we did, we sent it to her. But yeah, I, that's how I knew you hired a new female. But you know that you answered my question because I wasn't sure. And I asked Rick and Matt this, "What has changed?" And both of you kind of touched on the 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 environment. You know, I mean, you you let a police officer do something. Boom. You know, it's their fault. You know that nobody did anything wrong, but. It, it's just sad that that the police officers and those who want to take the police officers away from us, they have no idea what they're even what they're even getting themselves into with well they, they we already got.
2: see how that's working out in a lot of these big cities. Exactly. We, we already see how that's gonna work out. Lawlessness yeah,
3: no and
0: wow. but I you know, I I know they have this new thing, was it five eight eight? Is that it's it's a new number they're coming out with. To try to, um, I think it's like a mental health thing. It's like 911 for mental health issues. And I'm just kind of curious how that's going to work, you know, because we, we, I've talked to several people, not here, but just out in the public, you know, talking to them about they're going to send somebody into a volatile situation. I mean, I know these people are trained and by no means don't send me letters, people, because I'm not putting anybody down. Um, you know they're going to send them into a volatile situation and they're trained but dear lord
3: yeah i i see it. i see a team approach to that and it's been we, it's already uh, it's hit here a little bit and those there are mental health crisis teams uh that respond out in the field and uh you know i can't speak for uh for all the departments or whatever i think it's a great thing i think it's going to have to, when i say a team approach that a police officer is probably going to have to go it can be okay. a very volatile situation right. uh, that can get out of hand quickly. And when, when, you know, force starts happening to be used, that's probably not their forte, but um, so I, I think it's a good thing. Anytime you have an expert in the field, no matter what the issue is, I can see a, a benefit to that. Right. Uh, so I think that will be, will become a thing. And they're, they're doing some of that stuff in the larger cities now. And I know there was some, uh, uh, some okay. grant talk here, even locally. Um, I talked with uh, Kevin Trippett about it at Westbrook, and and was interested in that as
0: well. What's that? What's that program that Work County has? The quick, quick response or something?
3: Uh, there's a Q. Yeah, you're talking about the QRT, the quick response team. Sean was talking about it just a minute ago, and it was uh, within 72 hours, uh, a team of uh, peers, law enforcement, and medical will respond. Uh, to come out, those who've overdosed, to get them into treatment, to persuade them and get them into treatment. So, uh, And the length of time is a little bit longer. Um, they have some on-perfect sure staffing issues on the weekend. So usually right, mm-hmm. within a day or two, um, they're going right back out in the field. So we've used that. We've, we've been here. Um, you know, when the QRT teams come, Vienna P D goes with them out in the field to make a visit. Um And another program that's similar to that we've used, I don't know if Sean's used it or not, but the LEAD program, which is the Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion, which is very similar, uh, but on low-level type crimes, if if you're dealing with somebody with substance abuse disorder, um, you can get them, if they will agree to, they actually come out in the field while you're there with them and get them into treatment immediately. So we have utilized
0: that quite a bit and seen some success with it. So, are you guys um, are you guys going to have any tests coming up, or is there anything coming up that you guys are going to you guys are going to be doing? Chief yeah, driver? I'm definitely having a test. Um, I don't know if it's going to be September, October
3: yet, but right in there, uh, we're we're down officers already. I'm slated for for 21, um, and I, I've got I'm, I've got two openings right
2: now.
0: So, what about you, Chief Graham? Uh, you I, I currently
2: have one opening. We had two openings, which was really unusual for us. Um, we filled one of those and we have one more opening. We've already been through the application and testing process and um, we're, we just haven't made our next tire yet.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. So um, is there anything you'd like to say to anybody? I mean, you know, I mean,
2: I, know, this, there's just a lot. Before I get off here and I don't want to miss this. Can you still remind me? Well, the gold wall. Yes. Okay. okay. That's, that's like team collar for the Steelers. You know, they had those and all, the, I just wonder, I could have had any background, but Mike Piper is a huge closeted Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Yeah, he uh, yeah, on a what... face and said, "I'm a Browns fan," but he's not. Right, so... and this was for you, pipe so I appreciate that. If I you appreciate... want to get Piper oh, present, anybody he likes right. the Steelers.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. I am uh, <laughs> why, not a Steelers why fan. Why would I believe that? <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, Bob, <laughs> sincerely, I, I appreciate you all, Rick. Bob, thank you for having us on this show. I think it's. Uh, it's great that you're reaching out and, and talking to some of the people in the community that, that you know, we're trying to make a difference, and, and there's so many people that do. Um, but it's a positive look uh, at some of these people, and I appreciate you having me on here.
0: Well, we appreciate you guys very much. But Rick, do you have anything you want to say? See, everybody asked me, they said, Bob, how come Rick never talks? <laughs> well, let me tell you what, and I, and, and I say this every week, and I'm if it wasn't for that man over there, this wouldn't be here. This man, like the overlays and all this background stuff, this man does it. And I'd be sitting there going, I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, so Rick just says, you talk, I'll just sit there, you know? And so everybody gets to listen to Bob chatter for however long we're on here. But, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add, chief Piper? I mean, well, just a
1: minute here. Oh, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, <laughs> <all> dear Lord. <laughs>
1: When I was a kid, and this is, you know, a hundred years ago, it's back in the fifties. Uh, Vienna was, uh, about 3000 people. We had one police officer who was dispatched out of PPD and, uh, it was Cliff Duffy. He was my next door neighbor and, uh, great guy. I, he take me ride alongs, And, and there, I was preteen at the time, but he'd take me ride alongs, especially in the summertime, but, uh, Speaking to the manpower situation, he had reserve officers. Almost every f- member of the fire department was a reserve officer. And if he got in trouble, he had a CB radio in his, in his car. He grabbed the mic, and within two minutes, he'd have six armed deputies or reserves to back him up. Whatever happened to the reserve program? I know it was, it's huge in California, but there's nothing here.
3: Well, there, you know, we don't have a reserve program anymore, and I don't know what year the reserves ended. And I think some of the case law issues uh, for law enforcement in West Virginia probably eliminated our reserve police department. Um, you know, and when I when I speak of the case law issues, and I've talked to uh, attorneys about this at length, you know, it's whenever you dress somebody up like a policeman and, and they look like a policeman and they act like a policeman. Well, then they're a policeman. They're no longer a reserve. And, and back in the day, that reserve program was fantastic, Rick. And you're right. It was, and it was like, Hey, if I need help, they're coming. They're already sitting there ready to help. Now the sheriff's office still uh, by code does have reserve deputies and you see them, they do court security and, and transports and things yeah, of that. Absolutely. nature. Has a lot of weird with that but uh, but yeah, I don't know what year Rick to answer your question I don't know what year that ended. Um, but yeah, it was a great thing when we had it and I talked about it when I first became chief because I was interested in uh, believe it or not security for our grade schools and I thought that would be uh, maybe something feasible that I could do. Um, I don't think we're there yet. It may take some legislative changes and that uh, it's not off the table. I think with some legislative changes, maybe we could get that done. But I think that would have to happen for that to come back.
1: Yeah,
0: that'd be awesome.
1: I I know in California, California, uh, I was on the sheriff's department there for seven years. And uh, we had a reserve program there that was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, The guys didn't get paid anything. They got, uh, I think it was a $20 a month uniform cleaning allowance. They had to provide their own sidearm. The only thing that was provided for them was a helmet and a badge. And uh, we had guys lining up begging to get into the program. You couldn't get on a department back in the in the 60s and 70s unless you had two or three years of reserve experience. Now, in California, by statute, the reserves have to go to a reserve academy. It's not as robust as the regular officer's academy, but still, it, it's very extensive. They get an extremely uh, good training in laws of search, search and seizure, uh, laws of arrest, uh, patrol procedures, uh, investigative procedures, and they have to be certified by the California, uh, what is it, California uh, Standards and Training. Sir. Uh, yes, Standards and Training. And they have to be certified uh, before the they can go on the on street. The but on the street, they have full law enforcement powers. And every weekend, there's two men in every car, or two men and women, in every car, in, in at least in the Bay Area, so I mean that's a huge thing there, and I think our legislature needs to get on the ball and do exactly. something to to help re- resolve this situation. It's just the fact
2: that they have an academy is about the only way that would ever happen here. There's so much liability if people yeah. aren't properly trained, no. and and like Chief Pfeiffer said, you know whether it says reserve or not, you know the person they're dealing with sees a badge, sees a patch, they see a policeman.
1: Absolutely,
2: um, reserve deputy program we had at the sheriff's office uh, back in the day. That was uh, uh, all volunteer. They didn't make anything. Yeah. Those guys. I know Bob, one of your, but two of your brothers were reserve deputies. I all think three maybe, maybe me, all three. Okay, all me, three of us, Steve and then well, Sean. I think Steve Matthew worked Sean? harder than you. I think I thought, saw Steve <laughs> more. <laughs> what? Yeah, he'll, yeah, he did. He'll maybe maybe I'm mistaken, but uh, he'll, now he'll they went. They went away from the reserves and went to civilian bailiffs. Um, which, you know, but, but these are paid employees. They don't have uh, the volunteers anymore. And I'd say the the main reason I know at the time was liability.
0: Well, I want to get something before we let you guys go. And um, what can the public do? I know there's, if you see something, say something, man, that is the
2: best that there, what you just said. If you see something, say something, Um, you know, we, we, we do our best. We don't have eyes everywhere. And, you know, for everyone out there, if you see a crime, you see something suspicious, we want you to call in. You're not bothering the police. If you see a crime, you know, we're not just going to magically know it. If you see something, say something's a, a great start and finish to that. That's what we want the public to do.
3: You, you know, and I'll add to that. And people... People lately, well, when I say lately, past several years too, are very concerned about anonymity. They don't, they don't want to put their name on it. They want to, you know, they will tell you something about it. Exactly. And, uh, Vienna yeah. PD, uh, we started a an app for your phone, uh, smartphone. It's a Vienna PD app. It's completely anonymous. It, it it like washes any ID things from it. Just comes out as a certain number that it generates. Uh, we all have tip lines and things like that. So um, Sean's right. If you see something, say something, like you said, Bob, and you are not bothering us. You know, the people do want to tell you about it, but many times it's after the fact, and it was something a complaint <coughs> that you needed to respond to immediately. And uh, I tell them, it's like, you know, that's what we're here for. Yes. And everybody's like, you know, hey, I pay your salary and all that stuff. Yeah, you pay tax dollars. That's right, but that is what we're here for. You know what I mean? So when you, when something is awry or your radar goes off and say, Hey, that doesn't look right. Let us know.
0: You guys, you guys have, um, neighborhood watch in your cities. We do not.
3: We, we don't either. And neighborhood watch is a great thing and I would absolutely be open to starting that back up. And and I'll I'll tell you, if everybody here, you know, proactive policing is something that's we can watch it diminish. We're all watching it. We've watched D.A.R.E. programs go away. We're, you know, we, it's hard for us to get enough officers to be in the schools right now. So and, and neighborhood watch is a proactive thing. And the police kind of oversee that, you know, thing, too. So but, but, you know, Rick's line of thinking is exactly what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to get creative whether it's reserves or something, because we can't lose that proactiveness. We, we don't want to become completely reactive because we're, we're losing ground right now. We're losing a little Understood. bit. Understood. We've got to get the proactiveness back. I would absolutely um, entertain a neighborhood watch. That's
1: a great thing. The more eyes and ears out there, the better. Okay. Let me just Let me just speak to the neighborhood watch for a minute, if I may. Um, I'm on the. Uh, I'm an officer of the uh, Parkersburg and Wood County Neighborhood Watch, and uh, COVID just wiped us out. So basically, we're we're restarting the program basically from scratch. We would love to come into you your guys' community and help you get that thing going. Um, both uh, Sheriff Woodyard and uh, and uh, Chief, Chief board. board are on board with the program. They're <laughs> very very supportive of us. We're working with them on a regular basis to get this thing back up and running. And, uh, guys, we'd love to come out and help you get your get your neighborhoods going. Come
0: on up, Rick. We'll do yep. it. Yeah. Anything, anything you guys like to say before we, before we let you go? Uh,
3: I'll say this. We are absolutely blessed. We're sitting on here talking about our problems. Everybody's got problems. It's like when you go to the fair and you come back and you're like, our family isn't as messed up as we thought it was or whatever. <laughs> when you look at the national news, we do have problems, okay? But I'm telling you, we are blessed here in Wood County with our law enforcement, uh, the dedication, the professionalism we see between each other. And thank you, Bob, for what you do out there at 911, completely professional. It helps us every single minute of every single day. So, you know, I, I will count my blessings.
0: Thank you. All right. Chief Graham? Um, hey, what know? he said. We appreciate y'all.
2: <laughs> Jitto! God bless y'all.
0: Hey, well, listen, you know, we we, I, we appreciate you guys very much, and we appreciate what you guys have done throughout the years for this community. Um, I have people on here commenting, thank you all. Thank you to you guys. Um, good men. Yeah, we knew that. And, um, you know, so, you know, we thank you very much for being here. The whole purpose of the Bobcast MOV is to bring positive light to our, our area. Uh, Rick and I try to stay very much out of the negative. I mean, every once in a while we have to skirt it, but you know, the whole point of this, this whole uh, podcast situation is to bring, make people aware that, Hey, you know, these guys are here. You guys are here to help them. You guys aren't their enemy. You're not out there to make their life miserable. You're out there to try to save their lives and those are their family. So chief Graham, thank you. Chief Piper. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I thank our guests. Next week, we're going to have Mr. Reed Byers on. We're going to be talking about the opioid symposium that's coming up August 4th at the Rock Church. Uh, Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions to us at comments at thebobcast.net. We'll discuss them. Uh, Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at thebobcastmov. And as always, those who always look down, always miss the rainbows and what's ahead. So keep looking up, keep looking forward, and we'll see you next week. And guys, once again, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate thank you so much. Thank Rick you, I'll, Rick, I'll call you. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, okay, gentlemen. Bye.